On today's story session, a tale about committing to your choices, whether they make sense or not. This is Princess Mouse Skin. My name is Zach Stewart, and these are the Shadow Bear Story Sessions. Welcome to the Shadow Bear Story Sessions, the podcast about how brutally dark and totally insane folk tales and fairy tales used to be. Which, in my opinion, just made them way better. So we're going through the original versions of Grimm's fairy tales, story by story. We'll figure out the lessons of each story, whether they're intended or not. And afterwards, I'll adapt the tale into a movie or a TV show. Let's get right to it with today's tale, titled Princess Mouse Skin. Which sounds disgusting, to be honest. It makes me feel gross to say. It brings to mind someone with squishy, wrinkly, squirmy skin. Ugh, I, should, I should withhold judgment until we read it, though. So, we begin. A king had three daughters, and he wanted to know which one loved him most. Well, that sounds like a pretty toxic family situation right off the bat. So he summoned them to him and began asking... The oldest daughter said she loved him more than the whole kingdom. The second said she loved him more than all the jewels and pearls in the world. But the third said she loved him more than salt. The king was furious that she compared her love to him for such a meager thing. Consequently, he handed her over to a servant and ordered him to take her into the forest and to kill her. Oh god. (laughs) Alright, I mean... Admittedly, that sounds like a panic move on the part of this daughter, the, the saying the salt thing. Maybe she's a chef, though, because in that case, salt brings out the flavor of food. And maybe she's saying that the king brings out the flavor of life, which is pretty poetic and beautiful. But I guess this king isn't very imaginative or poetic, so he reacted... Well, he reacted negatively, to put it mildly. He's gonna fucking kill her. But his plan is terrible. He wants to find out who loves him most... So he asks them? It's a stupid way to do that. They could say anything they want. If he really wanted to find out, he has to test them somehow. I mean, that would still be a horrible and manipulative and really unhealthy thing to do to your children, but at least it would give you more more reliable information than just straight up asking, well, well, fuck, this daughter said she loved the king more than salt, and now he's ordered a servant to take her into the forest and kill her. We... Continue. When they reached the forest, the princess begged the servant to spare her life. Since he was devoted to her, he wouldn't have killed her anyway. Oh, okay. Indeed, he said he would go with her and do her bidding. Well, that worked out really well for the princess. I mean, that's partially the king's fault, too. If you're gonna have someone killed, don't send their best friend to kill them. He clearly didn't know his daughter very well at all if he didn't know that this servant was her BFF. And and if he knows so little about his daughters, then why should they love him so much? Fuck this king. So now, so this servant is like, not only will I not kill you, but I'll also do whatever you want forever. It's about as good as an execution can possibly go for the victim. All right, we continue. But the princess demanded nothing except a garment made out of mouse skin. Hmm. 
Okay, now I'm starting to think maybe the salt thing wasn't a poetic sentiment, and maybe this princess is just a little fucking weirdo. Which is fine, which is fine, she's just eccentric. I mean, is this servant even capable of this, though? Mice are, are tiny. This servant is going to have to catch so many mice, which probably isn't very easy to do in the fucking forest. Probably easier to do in the castle, to be honest. But he has to catch a fucking ton of mice and skin them. And he's got to do it perfectly so there are no holes or anything, since it's going to be made into clothes. Mice are, are pretty delicate, so it's probably going to be hard, right? Man, this is, a, this is a pretty intense, elaborate operation to get this mouse skin garment made. But apparently we're just going to gloss over the production process because we continue with... When he fetched it for her, she wrapped herself in the skin and went straight to a neighboring kingdom. Once there, she pretended to be a man, All right, and asked the king to employ her. The king consented, and she was to be his personal servant. Okay, what? Yeah, yeah, I think this girl, this girl might have some mental problems. I've, I've been giving her the benefit of the doubt, but now there are just too many leaps of logic and things that aren't adding up, these, deci these decisions. Firstly, why is she pretending to be a man? Why is that part of it? And how is the mouse skin garment helping her pull this off in any way? She's just she's just a woman wearing a coat made of mice. I definitely wouldn't call that a particularly masculine garment. It, it's a red flag to a potential employer, if I'm being honest. I genuinely think just going there as a normal woman who wants to work there, or better yet, as a banished princess which is what she already is, would make it super easy to be welcomed into this king's household. And she'd probably be welcomed as a guest and treated very well if she did that. But wearing a jacket made of mice skin is creepy as hell and I'd think would work against her. And then on top of that, to pretend to be a man, which I'm also not confident that this weird lady can pull off. I just, I just, I just feel like she's doing too much. She's doing too much here. From the king's perspective, he's just seen a clearly mentally unstable woman in a mouse jacket, obviously pretending to be a man, come into his home and ask for a job. And if it's the neighboring kingdom, then he probably knows the princesses in the next kingdom over, so he might even recognize her as that weird daughter of the king next door. And, and then he'd obviously welcome her in. Well, why are you doing all this, lady? But yeah, all right, this king, he's probably just like, well, this is weird, but let's see where this goes. We continue. In the evening, whenever she pulled off his boots, he always tossed them at her head. Okay, well, this king's an asshole, apparently. And this is also now starting to reveal some similarities to a previous story called Alfer, I believe, which was extremely messed up in its own ways. So this king also throws boots at his servant lady's head. One time, he asked her where she came from. Quote, from the country where one doesn't toss boots at people's heads. <laughs> Boom, solid burn. Her remark made the king suspicious. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, guess, I guess she shouldn't indicate that she's from another country at all, right? But isn't it already pretty suspicious that she's wearing a jacket made of mice? Right? Why didn't that tip this king off that something's 
kind of off about this person. And is she still pretending to be a man? Because that just makes it way harder to pull all of this shit off. Yeah, no shit, they're suspicious at this point. This is the most suspicious person you could possibly come up with. (laughs) She's doing herself no favors in terms of trying to fly under the radar here. Goodness. Finally, the other servants brought him a ring that Mouskin had lost. She's just losing shit. It was so precious that they thought she had stolen it. Uh Uh-oh. The king called Mouskin to him and asked how she had obtained the ring. Mouskin could no longer conceal her true identity. She unwrapped the Mouskin. Unwrapped. And her golden hair streamed down. Wait, was this... Was this like a head wrap? And it was made of mouse skin? She would have looked fucking horrifying. (laughs) This is the worst plan I've ever heard of. She would have looked absolutely insane. There's no way that a wig made of mouse skin looked natural. But But it said it was a garment. So did it like cover her whole upper body or something, and, like, over her head, she would have looked ridiculous. There, There is no way she would have landed that job. No one's like, oh, yeah, come on in. Be my servant and remain close to me at all times. You want to keep someone like this far away. This is psychotic behavior. This woman is full-blown batshit crazy. All right, all right, well, let's see how the king reacts To this new information, I'll bet his reaction is also fucking ridiculous. As she stepped out of the skin... Stepped out of the skin? So it's like a fucking skin suit. This is terrifying. This is... This is fucking terrifying. This shouldn't be a fairy tale. This should be a Lovecraft-style horror story. My god, alright. As she stepped out of the skin, he could see that she was beautiful. Indeed, so beautiful that he immediately took off his crown, put it on her head, and declared her to be his wife. Ugh, okay, so he is ignoring literally all of her behavior. He's he's not going to ask a single question about what the fuck is going on here. Man, alright, I guess this king is just horny as hell. Either that or everyone in this kingdom is super ugly, I guess. That's the only explanation I can think of. Because every decision this woman has made has been absolutely insane. This woman is unstable and possibly dangerous, but she's hot, so the king just immediately makes her queen with zero questions? Whew. All right, we continue. When the wedding was celebrated... Mouskin's father was also invited to attend. He believed that his daughter had died a long time ago and didn't recognize her. However, at the dinner table... It couldn't have been that long, right? Not a lot has happened. However, at the dinner table, all the dishes put before him were unsalted, and he became irritated and said, I'd rather die than eat such food. Bit bit of an aggressive reaction. No sooner had he uttered those words... Then the queen said to him, Well, now you say you can't live without salt. But when I said I loved you more than salt, you wanted to have me killed. Boom! Okay, that was that was a pretty awesome reveal right there. 
Well done. Well done, Princess Mouseskin. Setting him up, just waiting for him to question or comment on the on the no salt. Well done, you insane mouseskin covered psychopath. All at once he recognized his daughter, kissed her, and begged her forgiveness. Now that he had found her again, she was more dear to him than his kingdom and all the jewels in the world. The end. Why is she suddenly so valuable to him? You know, you know, you know what? This story is totally bonkers, but the way it ended kind of won me over a little bit, and now I love it. It's a great, it's a great move by the princess now queen, I guess. I mean, literally every decision she made prior to that was extremely questionable and nonsensical, but she really redeemed herself with that one. I feel like she could have explained what she meant about the salt thing right at right away, you know, right out of the gate, and avoided being sentenced to death in the first place. She's just been like, oh, it's really important for everything, you know? But no, she just like immediately didn't explain herself. I don't know. She got really lucky with the fact that her servant didn't kill her and then became her devoted slave, I guess. But what happened to that guy? Oh, 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 it's sad. No, yeah, it's gotta be sad. That servant was definitely in love with her. <laughs> he saved her life and painstakingly constructed an insane skin suit made of mice pelts, and then she just took it and left him. He probably thought they were going to live in the in the forest together and make a new life, but she's like, no, I'm going to go pretend to be a guy and get this weird asshole king who throws his shoes at people to fall in love with me and spend my life with him instead. And this weird mouse garment that you just spent probably a lot of time and effort and sweat and, you know, cut up fingers making, this is my ticket to that life somehow. And, you know, sure, she doesn't owe this servant her love, of course, just because he saved her life, but she does owe him something for saving her life and making the mouse skin suit for her, right? Some sort of repayment for all of that? She also could have made the mouse skin garment herself, couldn't she have? She was free at that point. But no, she just hung out while he set hundreds of different mouse traps in the forest and then carefully skinned and constructed the mouse suit. And and then she's just like, okay, thanks, bye. But I don't I don't know. Hopefully that guy was able to return to the first king's castle and just carry on being a servant and explain why he'd been gone for so long and was covered in mouse bites. I, I don't I don't know. I do wish we'd gotten some sort of happy ending for him though. You know, just like at the very end, be like, and the queen gave the servant who saved her life and made her mousekin garment a wonderful house and estate. And he fell in love with someone else and also lived happily ever after. Something, something like that. But I, I, I think I had the same commentary on the story for Alfer, but why didn't this princess just tell the king who she was straight away? She's a princess. People generally respond well to that. And clearly, all this king cared about was her looks. Literally the only thing he cared about. If anything, she would have been a more appealing romantic prospect if she'd just come as herself, instead of while wearing a psychotic skin suit made of mice while pretending to be a man. How would, that was her strategy for winning over the heart of this man. She still could have done the whole thing with her dad in the salt, you know? 
Someone might argue that the tactic was to get close to the king so she could win him over, so that when she revealed she was a princess, he'd want to marry her, but that wouldn't make sense because she was pretending to be a man. Even if they got close, it would be a huge shift for this king to be like, oh, my buddy, this weird-looking guy, is actually a hot lady, so now I want to marry my buddy? No, no, that's a really weird (laughs) mental shift and huge leap to make about a person that you thought you knew. Yeah, generally deception and like, oh, I'm actually another person, doesn't build the trust necessary for a long-term romantic relationship. And it didn't really work anyway, because the king just ended up becoming mistrustful of this weird manservant covered in soft, short hair, because the princess made passive-aggressive comments about the king's habit of throwing shoes at her. So no, everything about the skin suit made a mice, and the plan based around it, was a bad idea and did not serve the princess's goals in any way. Literally in any way. I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise that it's a bad idea. The second this lady was like, hey, we should make a skin suit out of mice, the servant should have been like, uh, uh, why? How will that, how will that help you? And then the plan would have immediately fallen apart under the slightest scrutiny. The mouse skin suit just made things far more difficult and complicated, if you ask me. And that's going to be our first lesson. Don't overthink things. <laughs> make sure make sure that the actions you take and the decisions you make actually serve your end goal. If her goal is to marry the king, then be like, okay, how will wearing a skin suit made of mice help me in appealing to this king as a bride? Because then it would seem pretty obvious that it doesn't. And she could have saved herself months of having shoes thrown at her while pretending to be a man and wearing mouse skin. She also could have saved that servant a ton of time and energy making that thing. Also, let's be honest, she wore that mouse skin suit for a long time. That mouse skin must have smelled terrible pretty quickly, too, right? She would have smelled awful in that thing. So not only would she smell repulsive and repellent she would have had to wear it all day every day which which would have been very unpleasant for her and probably given her a weird rash of some kind so that's a lesson to to everyone just don't make a mouse skin suit and make things harder for yourself the phrase mouse skin suit could just be a metaphor for you know something that unnecessarily makes things more difficult for yourself just keep focused on your end goal This king, though, this king sounds like an asshole if he's throwing his boots at his servants, and how this woman has to live with him for the rest of her life. Was all this, was all this just so she could have that I told you so moment with her dad about the, about the salt comment? Because that's, that is not worth it. At that point, she probably would have been happier just spending her life with the really nice, helpful servant who was definitely in love with her. Now she has the title of queen, And, you know, had a nice moment of redemption with her dad. But is she going to be happy living alongside this asshole monster of a king under his rule? I mean, he clearly only cares about her physical appearance. What happens when she gets old? So I don't don't know. There's our next lesson, though. Don't be blinded by a small victory at the cost of a greater happiness. You might achieve something professionally or have a moment of triumph. But at what cost would you potentially be happier taking another path? Good questions. To ask. So I guess I guess I'm saying Princess Mouskin is a cautionary tale. Last lesson though, explain yourself. 
Explain yourself to avoid any misunderstandings. If this lady had just explained what she meant by the salt comment right off the bat, then none of this bullshit would have ever happened. And she wouldn't have had to live as a monster covered in dead skin and then be married to a tyrant for the rest of her life. I told oh, every decision she made was just so bad. Except for the salt thing at the end. That was cool. All right, let's adapt this thing. So, so this one's gonna be this one's gonna be a movie, and it's gonna be it's gonna be different. So we we got a family back in medieval times, and they have a farm. And the father, played by Nick Offerman, who runs the family and the farm with an iron fist, and he has three daughters and three sons, and they're all super strong and athletic and great at helping on the farm. But the middle daughter played by Saoirse Ronan, isn't very strong or athletic, but she's super smart, and she keeps trying to help by building contraptions or coming up with with efficient systems to make the farm more productive, but everyone else in the family is, is stupid and doesn't understand, and they just insult her for her ideas. They're like, we don't need a machine that can clean all the ears of corn. Your sister Eustace is already great at that. Are you trying to insult your sister Eustace and prevent her from... from Shearing all the corn, and everyone else is like, yeah, why do you hate Eustace? You suck. We're all on Team Eustace. And everyone just hates her. So Sorsha just spends most of her time in her workshop, and her only friends are the mice, who she cares for and feeds. And her family just treats her worse and worse, until one day she has an idea. And whenever the mice die, she adds their pelt to a cloak until it's this big, monstrous, enormous thing. And then she starts step two of the plan, and she uses her various contraptions, and while wearing the mouse skin cloak, she wreaks vengeance on her family one by one. And because of the cloak and her contraptions, which do things the family think are magic, basically, the family think they're being attacked by this magical, monstrous beast from the forest. And so Sorcerer Ronan becomes this, like, mythical figure... And maybe there's one family member who she likes and who she lets live. And at the end, she reveals herself to this relative and then tells the sibling to tell everyone else that the monster came for her, Sorcerer Ronin, as well. And then Sorcerer Ronin leaves in the night with her cloak. And then she roams the countryside as this powerful, mythical creature. And that is the sequel. They don't exactly live happily ever after, but this is a medieval horror franchise, so that is defeat the purpose. It's, I'm, I'm not a horror fan, usually, but I think this idea of this, like, of this wronged daughter who has become this, like, super powerful mythical creature, I think that shit sounds awesome. So that will do it for this week's story session. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Also become a patron. I started a Patreon, and if you get enjoyment out of the show, then becoming a patron would really go a long way toward helping me be able to keep making it. Would be much appreciated. All right, come on back next time for a story titled The Pair Refused to Fall. So come on back for a story about stubborn fruit. My name is Zach Stewart, and these are the Shadow Bear Story Sessions. Mm-hmm.